0: I learned a principle from this week's parasha. A bit of the Kiddush, when you come to think about it, it gave me a lot of Chizuk. Twice in this week's Pasha we find Maisha gets angry. The first time, he gets angry with the soldiers who went to Midian. He sent an army to take revenge on Midian for what they did to the Jewish people. The army, they were take they will go. They kill the men of Midian and they bring back all the women as captives. And when the soldiers arrive back with their captives, Moshe is angry with them. He says, what are you doing? He left these women alive. These were the mikshal. These were the ones that caused the Jewish people to sin. You should have killed them as well. Obviously, the Jewish soldiers didn't realize that that was their mission. They thought to destroy the nation is destroying the men. And the fact that the women are now going to be captives and sold as maidservants has effectively destroyed Bede. But not from Moshe's anger, they see there was a problem with the woman. And then we see another passion the generals and the officers of the army come to Moshe and they say, we want to bring a carbon to Hashem of all the jewelry of these women. By rats, the soldiers were able to take spoils and all the gold jewelry, the bracelets and the earrings and the other forms of jewelry that these women had belonged to them. It was distributed between the armed forces. And they brought it all to the Moshe and said, We want to give it to the Bezal We don't want this children. That's the first story in the Pasha. The second story in the Pasha is the story of Nagadim Neruven. They come to Moshe and they said to Moshe, We have extensive herds of sheep. Leave us in every We're happy to take our nachale here. And once again, Moshe gives them a tremendous rebuke. He said, you're a terrible hanoshim You're a society of sinners. You're going to ru- ru- ruin the resolve of the Jewish people. You're going to cause everybody to stay in the midbar even longer. You're going to cause Hashem to get angry. How could you do this? And if what would we expect they got him the to answer? It's a such a tarech. We expect our answer. Sorry, Moshe, you're right. We'll go with everybody else. We'll fight like everybody else. But that's not what they said. They said to Moshe, Moshe, we're going to go. Not just we'll fight like everybody else. We don't want anyone to feel disheartened because we're not going to join. We'll join. They said more. We'll be the advance guard will we go lead the Jewish people into battle. And in fact, I think even more than that. A number of times they tell Moshe, we're going to leave our children behind and we're going to go to battle. Why are they leaving their children behind? If they promise Eberi Yarden so they can bring their families with them and afterwards go back and take Eberi Yarden. I think they were saying even more. They were saying, Moshe, all the other spots who are journeying into Israel, They're all journeying with their wives, with their children, with their families. They're not going to be the best soldiers because they have to take care of their families. We're going to go unencumbered. We're going to leave our families behind. We're going to leave our possessions behind. We're going to go as able-bodied soldiers with no no other restrictions, no other obligations. That way we can devote ourselves fully to the battle. That was more than Moshe expected of them. He just told them, don't be different. And they're coming back and offering even more than he asked for. Just like the soldiers in Midian. Moshe told them, how could you leave the woman alive? And they came back and offered even more. They said, we don't even want their jewelry. What do we learn from these two stories? I learned from them a principle which gave me a lot of chizuk. And that is, there's a concept throughout Masechah's Tamay, there's a differentiation between Amoritz, who doesn't keep the Mitzvah's properly, and the Tamar Khachm who does. But throughout the Masechah, the Tamar Khachm is called the Khaver. And the Rishonim wonder why is he called the Khaver. The Rambam Piresha is a famous answer because Tamid Khokham is also a reliable friend. But I understood from another issue the Rashi a different answer. And that is a is the word to Mechaber to connect me. And Tamil Khokham is somebody who connects the people around him. To a higher level, to a higher reality, to a greater awareness of what a person is meant to do. And it's a pasuk. Hashem, I am a friend to all those who fear you. What does it mean? Because a person has a certain level of what he understands is what's right and what's wrong. A person has a certain understanding of what he's meant to do, and that's what he'll try and achieve. But if I have a friend or somebody I'm connected to, who opens my eyes to a level above what I was doing, who extends my horizons more than I knew before, then I become aware of things I never was aware of previously. And if I want to do the right thing... So now, it opens my mind to a new awareness of what there is that I am meant to do. If I want to better my own mitzvah observance, then like David says, I should be a friend to those who fear you, Asha. Because by being in their company and by learning from what they do, it will show me a higher level of what is expected. They'll show me a greater level of what's possible. And now that I know about that, I can try and achieve as well. Let's go back to this case of the terror. The soldiers come back from Medina. They thought they'd been sent to destroy Medina as a country. As a nation, they did that. They destroyed all the men. And Moshe Rabbeinu sees that they bring back the woman. And he says to them, don't you understand? These women were the mehshad. They were the ones who made the Jewish people sin. Don't you think that having these women in the midst of Kla Yisrael now, even as servant woman, is going to have the same effect? Don't you understand that heaven here is going to continue to perpetuate the mixture? And now the Jewish people didn't think like that. But hearing Moshe's Musa wore off on them, it's like it true. Having these women around us is going to be a temptation. It's, going, it's not solving the area, it might even perpetuate it. And when Klai Yisrael understood that point of view, then they thought even further. What about their jewelry? What about the ornaments they used to wear? Maybe that's also going to have an effect on us. Maybe it's also going to be a source of a miksha. And having learned from Moshe's sensitivity, Klai Yisrael get to the next step. And they say, you know Moshe Rabbeinu, we don't want the jewelry either. Melt the time and give it to the base of That might also be a miksha. They learned. And now that they knew it was expected, they rose to the level. Similarly, they saw things from their perspective. We have, we have flocks of sheep. We need pasture. Here's a place for us to be. Do they think it's going to have an effect on Klai Yisrael? No. Did they think it's going to lo- lo- lower the morale of everybody? No. And when Moshe's the leader says, look what you're going to do to the rest of Klai Yisrael. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to be the ones to bring Hashem's anger on the Jewish people? Do you really want to be the ones who are going to thwart the second attempt to go into Israel? I would venture to say, ibn have never thought about that. But now that Moshe points it out to them, 100%, we're going to stay in every yard We're not going to join the other Jews in battle. It's going to cause everybody else to lose their confidence. They'll be scared to fight as well. And now that that point of view has been made known to them, now that they understand that, so they also rise to the occasion and say, you know what, Moshe, you're 100% right. We don't want to be in any way a cause of Klai Yisrael being scared to go into battle. In fact, yes, we're not going to in any way cause Klai Yisrael to lower their spirits. Not only are we going to go with Klai Yisrael and fight with them, Moshe Ben, we're going to believe in more. We're going to strengthen Klai Yisrael in this battle. We're going to lead them into battle. We're going to give them the khizq that they're going to be successful because we're the ones who are running ahead by ourselves. We're going to be the soldiers who totally committed none of our families with us. And we can do more than anybody else to make the war successful. Wow. When we become aware of something greater that's expected of us, we can rise to the challenge. Really? This is the Mr. Shar. Museum talks about how does a person achieve a level of the curse. And the Mustish says, the way a person achieves the qs is when he's aware of levels which are beyond above his own. He sees it in other people. In the khavir, in the person who connects him to a level he wasn't aware of. He learns about it in a safe. And it has an effect on him. Now that I'm aware of such a thing, why can't I do that too? And that inspires me. Now that I know about it, now that I've seen what's expected, so it can push me to become greater as well. There's a story they say about the Ponovichara. And was a fireball of energy when it came to Torah. To build yeshivas and kodalim and orphanages and schools and seminaries. And he ran around the world trying to connect, collect money for his institutions. To build and to spread more and more Torah. And one time they asked him, Rav Kahanevan, Where did you get this tremendous inspiration from? Where are you drawing that strength to keep running and keep doing to increase terror more and more. And listen to what his answers. He said, from a story I witnessed when I was a little boy of seven, the father which i grew up in a small Lithuanian village called Kiel. There was no electricity in Kiel. It was just a small village of a few poor families. Before Purim, the townspeople of peel got together. They wanted to save money and pool their resources to buy for the rough. So all the villagers put whatever few kopeks they could afford together. And they go to the big city to see what they can buy as a gift for the roof. It was the years when they just began printing in Vilna, printing the new Talmud Bavli. Obviously, it was very expensive. So when they got to Vilna, they saw that the Vilna printing press had just put out the Masekhzbava Basra. The townspeople used the money that they had raised. And for the Rav, they bought them a newly, freshly printed Masekhzbava Basra with a box of candles. Remember, there was no lighting in Kiel. They bring it back to the, t- the village, they wrap it, and in effect they decide they're all going to go on Purim morning to the Rav's house to present him with their gift. And they chose young Yosef Shlomo Heineman to be the one to carry the gift while all the time people followed behind him. So he said, because I was the one who carried the gift, I saw what happened. They came to the Rav's house with all the ceremony they presented with the parcel. Rav sits down to open it up, opens up the box at the top, he sees a box of candles, puts it to the side, unwraps the box underneath, and he sees this new, freshly printed Basra. And Rav Kahneman said, I saw how he picked up the safer, opened it up, looked at the freshly printed pages, and he kissed it and he started to cry. And he said, a whole mesechs of Gemara and a whole box of candles. And the what could Oila Mabah offer me more than that? What could you offer me more in Oila Mabah than a full mesechs of Gemara and a box of candles? It says of Kahanan. That gave me an appreciation of Torah which continues to drive me my entire life. Being in contact with greatness opens our eyes to levels we didn't know before. to a reality we didn't experience before. But it can have an effect on us too. I'll tell you a personal story Just for the khizuk I got from it Not that I got to the level When I was a bachar in the mirror, I was the guy by Rabbi Sharia That included setting up the shirim And organizing the khabrosas And one of the jobs was to be the liaison Between him and Rosh Hashim Ibn Asan They really got to speak to each other Whenever anything needed to be agreed upon by both of them, it's my job to go up and down and discuss things with each one. In those years, one time in the middle of the winter's month, they would start to the, for Chazara. Chazara and everything they'd learnt in the Eon, that's man. And after the Abnosan Svi would give a test to the Bacher. And Abnosan Svi's test, as in the side, were not easy tests. Everyone sat around him, around the table, and you'd point to each baruch in turn and ask him a question. And that baruch was put on the spot. And you had to feel, feel confident in you enough to be able to answer the question. This is an example. I remember the, the year we learned above Matziah. The question of Lassen Tzvi asked me. The mission begins above Matziah. Shnaim Two people are holding on to the tiles. Each one says it's completely his. The Mishnah says each one has to make a shvur and half, then he gets half. So Roshanshi asked me, "What's the reason they have to make a shvur? Can you give me twelve different reasons for that shvur?" That was the kind of question Roshanshi would ask. So he understands that. This Hazara before the for before, before, the, before the test, was very serious. So that particular year the Abbasha finished Shia. this is Taif, this is halfway through this man. there's going to be two days' Hazara. And afterwards, there's going to be a test from Riddarash Hashem. And the Bachamel came to me to complain. I said, two days isn't enough. So the Hazara, three months learning to know it that well, two days is even up. Especially since Rabasha finished here on a Thursday afternoon, and the two days that everyone was given was Friday, and Shabbos. Sunday was meant to be the test. So the Barham said to me, go to the Rosh shiva and ask him to push off the test for another day or two. We need more time to do khazara. And Friday and Shabbos aren't even full days of learning. Okay, so I wait. I went to the Rosh Hashiva. I told him the Rosh announced that it. it was going to be two days on Friday Shabbos and the test was going to be on Sunday. He gave his big smile, Good, good. So I said, but Rosh uh, sure, I came because the Oilm is complaining. It's not enough time. They want to push off the test a day or two. And uh, Rosh Hashiva's accountant is counting, and it's changing it very serious. And he says, why don't you think it's enough time? So I tried to justify the Oilm. And I said, look, Friday Shabbos is on full days of learning. So I don't think everyone's going to have enough time to do Chazar. So he looks at me and he says, And how many hours are they planning to learn over Shabbos? So I made a quick calculation. It's during the winter. So Shabbos comes in early. So after the Suda. It's not that late. I so thought maybe people learn three hours Friday night. Maybe people learn another three hours Shabbos morning after the evening before the suda Maybe another 3 hours in the afternoon So round it Maybe 10 hours So Nusufu looks at me And he said you should know When I was already a younger man I was already married I was learning 18 hours on the Shabbos So why isn't there enough time to do Khazar There's nothing left to say. But I felt that feeling of you being shown a different level. Something you never imagined possible. To learn 18 hours on the Shabbos. No, I can't have ever done that. But the inspiration. You see a person that that's their reality. It has an effect. The ability to be with people who are great. Even if it's in the cases we saw before in the Torah, to get Musa from Moshe Rabbeinu wakes people up to a level of Moshe Rabbeinu's way of thinking, seeing things. Moshe Rabbeinu's way of thinking. And that's the biggest inspiration there is. When a person shown the level that they didn't know about, shown a the reality they didn't dream of, It becomes something they can begin to work on, also. Something they can also start to aspire to. And like we saw in the Torah, in both the cases of the soldiers of Midian and Bnegado Bne Rivain, they use that to even surpass their expectation. They use that to even drive themselves to go further. I don't know who the Rav of Kiel was, but the inspiration he gave a young seven year old boy built the Torah world and Eretz Israel after the Khurma. This wasn't meant to be a parashashia. This is a khidr But the lesson speaks for itself. Providing ourselves, providing our children with exposure to the people who can be inspi- inspire them. With an awareness of people who are living a different life. A different reality. By letting them rub shoulders, come into contact, hear from, learn from, people who are greater, can have the most powerful effect. It's the Chavarani Lechol Yirayilcha Hashem. Those who fear you Hashem, I connect to them. I learn from them. I aspire to be like them. To bring up your children in a place where they have the opportunity to see, to talk to, to learn from. People who are that much greater, firstly, it makes their concepts, their knowledge of what's possible, their expectation of what God does is so much greater. Any God will be Israel. you see a different life, someone is eager to speak to them, what is considered normal, what's considered the way a person is meant to live, the way a person's meant to love, learn, how much a person is meant to know. It raises the bar tremendously of what's expected and yes, for the person who uses that inspiration and wants to grow, it can light the fire which can burn their whole life. It can be the engine which is going to drive them to achieve more and more. An important part of chinuch is to bring our children to contact with those people who are great enough. We're going to inspire them. If as a father, if as a mechanech, you're the person who's great enough to inspire your children like that. By all means, become the role model that they're going to build their life on on who to emulate. But if not give them opportunities to be close to and to learn from. Those people who can provide that, so to speak, glance of a different world, of a greater world. Because then that gives them also the opportunity to connect to that world. I brought them to this to show Now that a person knows that such things are possible, so they start to work on thinking, how can I do that as well? How can I also achieve? How can I also grow to that stage? Once I dream it and think of it as possible, so now it's just a question of bringing myself to that achievement. Thunder the says it the best. We read the stories of the others. Because now that a person knows what's humanly possible, I start to think also give a voice Not if, when. When will I be able to do that as well? If I never saw the stories of the others, I wouldn't have thought such things as humanly possible. But I see it was done. And now I can start to think, and what about me? How am I also going to get to that level? That's the most powerful inspiration in life. It's the most powerful chinoch tool that there is.